The news on CJOB with Richard Cloutier and Julie Buckingham. Hospitalization and the numbers of deaths are the people behind those stories. And today, the death toll has risen by 14 in the past 24 hours. A total of 143 and counting we have lost to COVID in January. I dare say um, many of those are elderly and many of them have been in personal care homes. Our next guest is committed to help make change in this country and is a change leader. And they are out with a draft report. There's still um, miles to go, as they say, before this gets done. But it's going to get done right. Dr. Samir Sinha is Director of Geriatrics at the Sinai Health and University Health Network at the University of Toronto. And Dr. Sinha, explain the role that you and others have taken across this country to make sure that these deaths in personal care homes um, have long-term meaning in the sense that something in this country, a lot of things are going to change as a result. Thank you, Richard. The the you know t- you know we also crossed the milestone today where we've now uh, seen over sixteen thousand deaths that have occurred in our long term care and retirement homes across the country, and it just reminds you of of the ongoing kind of vulnerability of this population when when fifty percent of our deaths to date have happened in these settings uh, during this pandemic, and so that. That, that really started getting people saying that our system's broken, it needs to be better, um, that we've long neglected it, and what we really need are new national standards for long-term care. And so our federal government did promise to start working with the provinces and territories back in the fall of 2020, and, and earlier last year I was tasked with helping to lead uh, some of that work. And so we have a committee of 32 um, uh, folks, residents, family members, experts, including uh, other Manitobans. And by doing the work that we've had, we've really engaged with Canadians, over 18,000 to date. And today what we've launched is our draft standards to basically saying these are the, these are the new rules. These are the things that we want to say is what long-term care needs to look like in Canada. And we want to make sure that every Manitoban and every Canadian has an opportunity to look at them, tell us if we got it right, um, if, we, if, we've, if we have the right things in place, because then that input will help us to finalize our work before the end of the year. And we're humbled because the federal government has also pledged $3 billion to support the implementation of national standards. In a nutshell, what are you recommending? So we're really recommending that we reorient the way we look at long-term care homes. These are places, of course, where people both live and work, but we have to make sure that we fundamentally are providing resident-centered care. But we also want to make sure that we have a healthy, competent, and resilient workforce. And so we really kind of spell this out uh, with 183 specific criteria that talk about how we're going to achieve this uh, and, and how we can really enable you know, high quality care to be delivered in our homes. You're going to come from this uh, as a clinician, as a doctor, but also you have parents, you have ties to Winnipeg, for example. But when you when you spoke with others that were part of the consultations, did anything come out of them that, that even surprised you? And you thought, I didn't think of that because I look at this through a different lens. 
think a lot of things did. I mean, it, it's amazing when you have a committee uh, where it's not just a bunch of doctors, for example, but we're required by the federal regulations to have a quarter of our members being residents um, and family members, a quarter of them being frontline workers. So when you have a uh, one of our members as a personal support worker um, with 41 years of experience, and it's incredible listening to Marlene or, or Naomi, one of our resident members, and just the perspectives that they bring make you quickly reorient the way that, say, I would think of a care home, not as a place where, you know, you work or you deliver care, but where people are trying to live. Um, and so I think a lot of that, we had so many thoughtful discussions and so much input that, I, that I'm hoping what people will see when they see this is a good basis of something that we're, that, that we're getting right, that we're finally saying this is what it needs to look like um, and this is what we can do to achieve that uh, high-quality care. As someone who had to report on um, mass, mass casualties, there's no other way to say it, as a result of COVID-19 and personal care homes, uh, I, I welcome your work. I look forward to, to seeing when this does get implemented. But then there's the other side of me. He says, okay, um, I've been around the business a long time, and the provinces are very protective of their jurisdiction and health. Well, that's under the jurisdiction of the provinces. So how do you get the buy-in from the provinces to to national standards on this? Well, I think it's hard for people to turn their heads away, Julie, when when you say that over 18,000 people have participated in this work to date. And what I want listeners to, to hear is, is our website. It's longtermcarestandards.ca. That's it. Go there. You can actually contribute. You can look, put your name down, say, I like these or this is what needs to improve. Because when I go back to, you know, the health ministers or the new minister of seniors in long-term care Manitoba and say, this is now what 50,000 people have actually said we need to do. It's hard for them to ignore it. So I know this game of politics and people want to play, you know, jurisdictions and all these other things, but I think Canadians and I think Manitobans are tired of this and saying, you know what, none of you are doing this well, put your, you know, put your squabbles down. Um, this is, you know, this is, this has been one of our greatest tragedies and we now actually know what we need to do it, so let's just get it done. In my experience covering this story for almost two years now, and certainly care, covering healthcare for almost 30 years, I've found that personal care homes, the newer ones that have uh, one client per room per bed, have fared a whole lot better during the pandemic. Those personal care homes that have uh, longer-term committed staff as opposed to those facilities that have a lot of turnaround, and that goes to pay. But talk a bit about the design of personal care homes, the practices of personal care homes, and uh, being able to attract and retain staffing, because I think this goes to the core, doesn't it? Yeah, because one of the key principles we lead in, in the opening is we talk about how the conditions of work are the conditions of care. Um, if you don't actually make long-term care homes attractive places to work, and that starts with paying people a living wage, treating them like human beings, and making sure that they have the knowledge and skills they need to provide and the time to provide the right care, then all of a sudden, 
care quality significantly improves. But as you just talked about, there's other aspects that go beyond the care. We talk about the software and then we talk about the hardware and our colleagues at CSA are helping us develop complementary standards that look at everything from HVAC to room sizes to, um, to various operational practices because all of those sorts of things matter. And one of the things we know in the literature right now is it's not just about one person per room, if you will, but also we know that the evidence says that even the, the small house model where you have only 12 residents living in a house where each of them has their room, you know, that model of care is even better for staff and better for residents. So there's a lot of evidence out there and we want to bring all this evidence and guidance in so that, again, when our new Minister of, of Seniors and Long-Term Care in Manitoba says, well, what should the future of long-term care look like? They can look to this that's had the input of tens of thousands of Canadians um, and say, right, okay, here's the blueprint. So now we just need to find the money and the political will to implement it. We have to get away from warehousing our elderly in this country. Doctor, I really appreciate the time, what you're continuing to do. Go to that website. It, uh, again, is really simple. Long-term carestandards.ca. I'm at the site right now. It is very readable. You go through this and you can get that feedback and uh, the feedback throughout. And I gather you're going to have a final report by the end of the year. You got it. Dr. Samir Sinha joining us live on 680 CJOB. He has this incredible Winnipeg connection, but he is director of geriatrics at Sinai Health and University Health Network at the University of Toronto. The News on CJOB with Richard Cloutier and Julie Buckingham.